Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We thought we better get our SEN guru on as well to preview it uh, because we are hours away from one of the most highly anticipated Ashley series of recent times. Bryce McGain is with us. Bryce, good morning. Good morning, Sam. And it certainly is like Christmas Eve, this, uh, this Ashes series, much awaited, uh, much anticipated because of just how these two teams are playing test cricket at the moment. It's going to be incredibly exciting. So it's a, going to be an amazing six weeks, five tests in six weeks. It's a chaotic time. but uh, And I, I guess I put a shout out to all those people who are going to be bleary eyed like <laughs> me as we walk around town. Um, we're going to be in a different time zone. So bear with us, everyone else who isn't maybe watching ball by ball. Just before we get in the nitty gritty, that's what I was going to ask you. Have you got a sleep deprivation strategy for us, Bryce? Because people have got some formulas when it comes to this sort of stuff. Hey, I'm a power napper. I can get 12 minutes, put it on my alarm, lie down and feel refreshed. And I'll probably need about two or three a day um, when we get later on in the series. But uh, that's the way I'll get by and just keep battling my way through, I think. So the Basball revolution, uh, 11 of the last 13 tests, uh, they just don't draw. They, they're anti-draw, Bryce. They're aggressive with the bat. They're aggressive with the ball. They're aggressive with everything. But is Australia the most genuine threat to this philosophy, do you think? Yeah, I think they are. I think Australia, it's a bit like, I guess, when it when a team does something completely out of the box, and if we align that to AFL and then suddenly a lot of teams get a chance to have a look at them and analyse them and what they're going to do. And Australia are probably as good as any group doing that. And Andrew McDonald, he's a genius coach, and he would have directed all his assistants to look at these things, particularly bowling plans to batters, and, uh, and they'll be able to control things a little bit. It won't be as traditional as we've seen three slips in a gully and away we go and just set and forget. It'll be some unusual fields. There'll be a deep cover for no reason, it appears, but... Uh, suddenly that'll be blocking a scoring zone for particular batsmen. So they're the types of things that we can anticipate seeing in this particular series. And uh, I think Australia, with their consistency with their bowling, um, that can be a weapon, but it can also um, help line up the batsmen as well who are looking to play ultra-aggressive. So that's the anticipation of this. We just don't know which way it's going to go. But what I can suggest is that there'll be times that England look completely dominant, and then there'll be times that they look completely ridiculous as mm. well as they hit balls up chimneys. And, but they'll keep supporting each other, and uh, that's the way they'll play. There's no bad shots in their armoury. So even if they go out, they'll support each other. Um, and I think that's something that the England public are really struggling with, is the fact that they play these top, reckless-type shots and go, oh, why did they go out doing that? And it's the way they're going to play. So I know that they are battling with that a little bit as supporters of pretty dour cricket over the last 100-plus years. And Australia's pace battery, Bryce, who come in hot and, and they're all the talk over there at the moment given the threat they possess. And Scotty Boland, he might just be born to bowl in this part of the world. Would, would they be thinking, right, they're going to get a hold of us at times? And Mitchell Stark might be thinking, right, I'm, I'm going to go for some runs here, but you've got to stay the course? Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, and 
that, that's that, that's going to be the mental challenge of it and the supportive challenge within the team, but within the supportive group around, knowing that there's going to be times that they might get on top. Uh, Nathan Lyons prepared for that, where he had Matt Renshaw and some some of the support batters just teeing off in him um, at another ground. So he gets to adapt to that ultra-aggressive way and be prepared. And, gee, that's good preparation, I think, um, not only from Lyons, but, you know, the coaching staff, just to say there's going to be moments where it gets really fickle and they're going to be going at you. So I, I can't see... Uh, 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 look, it's going to be a very exciting series, but I think Australia are prepared really well. And their bowling, as uh, particularly, as you say, Scott Boland, absolutely suited for it. For me, Michael Neese, is, oh, I think he's going to play a role at some point mm. in, in, in the series because it, the moving ball is the hardest one to be hitting. And he's been moving that Duke's ball uh, at county cricket level um, for fun. And he's, he's in such good form, being added into the squad. And so is Sean Abbott. So it's this depth of bowling. I know we're talking about Hazelwood, Stark and Cummins and Boland, you know, the regular um, capabilities, but it's it's the depth of the squad that I think is going to take them a long way in this series. Yeah, and we saw South Africa rip through England as well with that Duke ball as well, given the movement they were able to, to generate. So history's against us though, isn't it, Bryce? I mean, what is it? No Australian team succeeded in an Ashes series in England for, what, 22 years. Now, I wanted to talk batting with you and perhaps how thin the trapdoor might be for someone like David Warner at the top. So the BBC had a stat for he and Kawaja. Not since 1926 have Australia fielded two openers aged north of 36 in a test. So with these two at the top of the order, both coming off, you know, recent poor records in the UK, here's an area of vulnerability that uh, obviously England will look to exploit. Yeah, it is a little bit, but... I guess the, the faith that I have is with the selectors and, uh, and and Australia. George Bailey's doing a terrific job, and I, and what they're doing is picking what they need right now. It's not about um, you know when they're going to retire and all those sort of things. It's it's what they need to do now. Now they've proven this when they went to India, and they picked out two rookie spinners, but they knew and they trusted them, and they did it exceptionally well. We're talking Todd Murphy and Matt Kuhneman. They came on and they overlooked a, a player that was in the squad at the time, uh, Ashton Agar, that maybe wasn't quite hitting the mark of what they needed at that moment. And that's the thing that Andrew McDonald and this selection group are doing. They will pick the players that they need right now. And these flatter type wickets that they need uh, to support their aggressive approach, the England team talking about, actually comes in to good play for someone like a Dave Warner and, and, and a Usman Khawaja to, to, to bat well and uh, be able to do that at the top of the order. I think you mentioned Dave Warner. I think the fact that he's put an end date to his test career, it is a long way out, warranted. We're talking about January next year. There's a lot of test cricket to be played between now and then. But I think for him, there's a real freedom to that, knowing that, okay, I just need to go and enjoy this. And Chris Rogers was one player that really thrived in when he put an end date. He actually had this surge of runs towards mm. the end of his career because he was so relaxed about what he was doing. He was doing it for the enjoyment, not to hang on to his spot. I think Dave Warner might reward himself out of that and really take that, that uh, I've got to fight the whole world. It might just be, I just need to go out there and bat. And I know that the team around him will say, you just need to be an opener. Just go and do that job. And he did it really well in the first inning to the um, World Test Championship. So I think he could turn this around and, um, you know, with the, the circumstances, it actually play into his favour. 
Let's talk about Steve Smith. Now, you follow this far closer than me, Bryce, but I saw he caught one in the finger in the nets recently. I think I saw something where he'd managed to dismiss any concerns around and his finger. And um, is that is that the latest there? He's, he's good to go, obviously. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, I, what, what happens if you're a good batsman? You're going to cop him on the fingers because you're out there a fair bit and you practice a lot. So he'd be used to a few knocks on his fingers, grit his teeth and, and work his way through it. So... It wouldn't be the first time that any of that Australian top orders copped it, particularly mm. Smith. Um, so, look, he'll he'll be able to work his way through that. He might be a bit in it in a bit of discomfort, but it won't limit the way he'll play. Last Ashes series, they couldn't get him out over there either. So, uh, I wonder what sort of level of planning has has gone into potentially finding a weakness in in Steve Smith, who again will hold the key to so much. Well, what they'll do and. England have shown that. Ben Stokes, strategically, has shown what a really good captain he is. Wouldn't quite say he's a genius just yet, but he has turned the corner for for England cricket. It's not only um, Brendan McCullum as coach, it's, it's Ben Stokes and their ability now to take 20 wickets. So they mix things around really quickly. They might try two plans in and over, two or three plans, and swing it around. So the batsman's head's always on a swivel going, well, what are they doing now? What are they trying now? What's happening now? And Ben Stokes leads that really well, and he understands the bowlers particularly well. They're veteran bowlers in Broad and Anderson who can execute their plans well, but they'll be mixed up fields um, that'll keep challenging the batters. So um, that, that's where, um, you know, I think England uh, have really come out of this new phase of cricket that they're playing, and it is through that leadership and captaincy and, mm. and the way they go about it. They can take 20 wickets. I think uh, you used the word funky, Steve Smith. He was expecting some funky things to come at him when he's out there in the middle throughout the course of this series. How badly will they miss Jack Leach, the English um, Bryce? Now, Moen Alley's come out of retirement to replace him. We know he's been a big part of this resurgence. Uh, how badly will they miss Jack, and do you think the Aussies will go after Moen? Yeah, for those that haven't been following too closely, we think about Jack Leach and we go, what, that boring spinner, really? (laughs) Is he that important? And in the way that they've been playing, he's been critical because he locks up an end and allows their quicks to go to work. He hasn't... He has been taking wickets because he's been bowling so dour and tight, where previously we'd seen him trying to spin the ball and take tons of wickets by being really aggressive. So he's changed the way he's bowled, and it suits exactly um, Brendan McCullum and, uh, and Ben Stokes' plan. So he is a loss. So they've had to go and find a similar, they've had to go and find a similar player to that, and that's Moen Ali. Get him out of retirement so that he can lock up an end. He's never really been that successful at that, but he's exactly what they need now. And um, it's going to be an interesting ploy to see how it plays out. He's in the team. He's playing. But he adds also some batting depth. He'll bat at number eight, and he has a license to go hard as well. So that middle order of England's really dangerous. Brooks at five, Stokes at six, Bairstow at seven. He'll take the keeping gloves and be ultra-aggressive. And then... Moen Ali at eight, who's been really aggressive in white ball cricket and coming back to test cricket. So, But Leach, as you said, he is a blow for their lineup. Hey, just, Bryce, I know we can get almost unnecessarily romantic when we're hyping up test series such as this, but do you think it can breathe new life into the format as a whole? Can it be that good of a series? No question, because for me, it's the unexpected, mm. and it's going to be like that. There'll be times that England look like geniuses, and they're all over Australia, and there'll be sessions that they'll be completely dominant. But I think over the stretch, um, uh, over the whole run of the series, I think Australia will come out on top. Now, that that's just, a, I guess, a bit of a prediction on how we counteract the way that England are playing the game. But 
the excitement of the unknown is what makes it so interesting and will make it riveting viewing over the next six weeks. Yeah, and, and a conviction in your format too. So if Australia do get blown away in Edgebaston, you know, that conviction to stay the course. And conversely, although you don't get the sense that, that Baz is going to change anything, even if they do get blown off the park in the first test. No way at all. Yeah. So, and that, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? If Australia do get on top and they you see these reckless wickets, you know, three blokes caught at third man as they try and up and cut the, the short ball, stuff like that, it'll happen. And they'll, they'll have some dreadful looking outs where they give themselves room, try and go inside out over cover and stumps all over the place. So there's going to be situations like that, but they will stay the course. They, there is not a bad shot that they play. They support each other 100% in playing their aggressive manner. Um, so it, it's, it's going to be incredibly interested if that gets challenged and they start losing wickets recklessly, I think the England public are going to, that's going to be so difficult for them to support it because they're not used to it. Not sure if you've had a line of sight on the conditions, but are you batting or bowling first? Uh, yeah, it looks like a pretty flat wicket, and they, they do want to have that so that it supports their batting. Uh, although, you know, we know that Australia struggle with that moving ball, but they're going to trust their best bowlers, obviously Anderson and Broad, to be able to um, uh, keep moving the ball even on a pretty flat wicket. But the conditions look good, and hopefully that weather stays away because uh, rain interrupting is also a, a major threat over in England. I can't wait for it. Um, I absolutely cannot wait for it, uh, Bryce. Really appreciate you setting the scene for us, wetting the appetite even further. The first test tonight, Edge Baston over there. We can't wait for Australia and a buccaneering England. Uh, who knows where we go from here, Bryce, but I hope we speak again. Yeah, you bet, Sam. It's going to be a ripper series. Uh, yeah, have a good one.